Hey, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to the very first episode of Spill the Beans, a candid conversational piece on all things life and career. My name is Ty Blair, Executive Director of the awesome nonprofit organization, When You Give a Bean Water, which serves as a collective hub of resources for families of color to utilize on their own terms. And I am super duper excited to have this first guest with me. Talk about manifestation. Before I even came up with this, when I finally did, she was the first person I had in mind. And she has this awesome energy, positive spirit. Her energy and vibe is so infectious. And I just knew she would be someone interesting and fun to add to this table. So without further ado, I would like to introduce my dearest friend and colleague, Tika Singletary. Hey, girl. Hey, Thank hey, you hey. so much, Ty. I'm just so thrilled to be here. I'm I'm just so proud of you and this the vision that you had to create this awesome movement. I'm just I'm just blessed to be your friend, honestly. And yes. thank God for you, girl. I thank you for doing this. Oh, of course. No, I appreciate you as well. And just in a just, just a disclaimer to everybody, we call each other boo. Uh, <laughs> somewhat um, somewhat informal, but very, very informative. So just to give you guys a heads up, you know, just we really wanted to make this a conversation. So we hope you guys enjoy. So to pretty much get, get it, yes, let's, let's do it. Let's do it. So our first little segment is called Intro and Stats. So pretty much who is Tika Singletary? So let me tell you all about who I am. So my name is Tika Singletary, and I'm a Black dental hygienist out here representing for us, okay? Yes. Let me just tell y'all, you know, being in the dental field as a Black woman, you definitely want to overcome some struggles. You're probably not going to see too many faces that look like you in many offices. This is, I'm going to just keep it real. But, you know, we, we've been overcoming adversity for hundreds of years. So this ain't nothing to us. Exactly. But that you just have to keep that in mind that, you know, if you're trying to get into this field, it's, it's not very diverse. So mm-hmm. we're going we gonna to dive into that a little bit later, but I'm just, you know. Yes. Yeah, so speaking in general, you know, if you, if you guys trying to get into this, go into it with the mindset that from the jump, I'm really not going to have too many people that look like me. And if you can get past that, just stay tuned. Yes, yes. And that's okay. You know, sometimes you got to be the first. You got to be the first to step in the room. So exactly. And show these people that you that you're supposed to be here too. Like you're not inferior. Like I got the same education you got. Okay. And, and I deserve to be here too. So don't get it twisted. Mm-hmm. And just a brief description so, and background, like me and Tika. So her and I worked together, what was that? Oh, it's probably about 10 years ago, right? Like I think next year or make make 10 years. 10 years. Yeah, like 2014 when I first moved up here to Philadelphia, me and her, we worked together at a um, former dental practice. And ever since then, we've been like gelling. Like this has been my girl. She's been, you know, she would definitely help me out whenever I had patients and Back then, she was a dental assistant, so she was always helpful. And I oh, know you were, were you were after then or were you an assistant when you, we were you in? You know what? 
I was an assistant at first. I worked for like two years and then I went and got my EFTA. Mm-hmm. Yes. And you know, that that's that was a struggle in itself too. So, you know, you know, I'm I'm speaking to the assistants out there, you know, that that want more. You know, you you tired of really being an assistant. You might have let's just say you might have been an assistant for twenty years. You didn't reach your max at, you know, anything in all levels of assisting. You know, mm-hmm. so at that point, you know, you might want to branch out and become an expanded function dental assistant. And and we're going to get into that a little bit later, too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right. So let's tap into this job description. So pretty much the dental hygienist, what they typically do is we remove tartar stains and plaque from teeth. We apply sealants and fluorides to help protect the teeth. We take and develop dental x-rays. We assess the patient's oral health and report findings to dentists. We document patient care and treatment plans. And we educate patients about oral hygiene techniques, such as how to brush and floss correctly. So Katika, can you give us like a pretty much a rundown of what your typical day at work would look like? Okay, so I get to work, y'all. I clock in, of course, you know, because as soon as you get there, let's start making your money because that's why you're there, okay? So you go, you go to work, <laughs> you clock in first and foremost. Once you clock in, all right, put your stuff away, go immediately to your unit, pull your schedule up, see what your schedule looking like for today. And then that's how you plan accordingly. Pull your schedule up. After that, get your unit ready. Put your chair down. Make sure you know you got a setup ready and waiting to go. Look ahead and see who needs, who needs x-rays, who doesn't. Be proactive. Because at the end of the day, this is your schedule. You have to work and you have to work on these people and provide care. So as a provider, you should be one step ahead of the game knowing what you already got to do for that day. So that's what I do. I come into work. I look ahead. I look at my schedule, see who, you know, who needs what. After that, I, I put all my gear on, my PPE. I gown up. Uh, I, I wear a gown, I wear two masks, I wear a K95 mask, and then on top, I wear a level three mask, just because, you know, COVID is still out here, and yes, indeed. on top of everything else that's out here, so <laughs> safety first, so I, I wear two masks, um, my shield also when I'm, when I'm cleaning, but after I put my PPE on, now it's time to get, you know, now it's time to get busy. So I go grab my patient, either I go grab it or I have an assistant as well. If she's not doing anything, she'll go grab the patient for me. And then we go from there. She'll grab the patient. Um, she'll take the x-rays. After the, after the patient received their x-rays, they come over to my chair. I greet the patient. I clean the patient's teeth. And then after I'm done, I'll call the dentist in for an exam. And once the dentist gets there, basically what the dentist is looking for um, he or she, they're checking for cavities, any abnormalities, you know, any jaw clicking, anything that, you know, could be going on with you. They check your tongue, everything to make sure that you, you know, are, are healthy. So after you're done with the dentist, I finish up with you. I wrap it up with you, let you know what you, what your prognosis was for the day. If you have any cavities or if you don't. And then after that, you know, I typically walk you out and tell you to have a good day. And I do that for every single patient that I see throughout the day. 
And that's the, that's the beauty of hygiene because it's very redundant, even though every patient is different, but it's a constant flow that's kind of the same, same flow, you know, pretty much with each right. patient. So right. it gives you like a routine and a flow that you're able to get into and it makes it makes it very, very like comfortable for you to flow with. Exactly. And like, you know, a lot of people might, you know, get turned off from doing hygiene because, you know, it is mundane. You are doing the same thing all day long. But me personally, I I like to know what I'm getting into. I wouldn't want to have a job where I'm not knowing what I'm doing on a day to day basis. Right. With dental hygiene, you know, you're going in there and you're cleaning teeth, point blank, period. You're mm-hmm. not doing nothing else but that. And, you know, I'm okay with that. I love teeth. Like, I adore teeth. And I'm just so thankful that God gave me the perseverance and the strength to get through the dental hygiene program. First of all, to get accepted mm-hmm. into the dental hygiene program. But that's going to be, <laughs> <that's> <laughs> be a little later for y'all, too, because I'm going to break it down with you, the steps that you have to take and if this is the career path that you want to seek out. So yes, definitely. Stay tuned on that as well. So yeah, so let's tap into this education that's required for this job for a hygienist. So dental hygienists get into it. Yes, they typically need an associate's degree in dental hygiene, but they may also get a bachelor's degree. Master's degree programs in dental hygiene are available, but relatively uncommon. So a bachelor's or master's degree usually is required for research, teaching or clinical practice in a public or school health program. So dental hygiene programs are often found in community colleges, technical schools, and universities. And the program typically takes about three years to complete. Usually the first year would be your prerequisites. So like all of your college level base courses, your maths, your sciences, things like that. And then it'll be another two years um, once you do get accepted into the program. So is right. that pretty much how it was for you, Tika? Well, you want to know something, Ty? You're absolutely right. So, you know, for those of you guys that are looking into hygiene or are thinking about it, you know, just know that it's levels to this. You can't just apply for the hygiene program. You have to do things prior to even applying. And the things that you have to do are the prerequisites. And depending on what school you go to and how long after you finished high school at, that you want to apply, you know, you might have lesser credits or something to accomplish versus someone that's been out of school for 10 years. So you also have to put that into account. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So the prerequisites, they, they basically, they basically are all math and science courses because at the end of the day, if you do get accepted into the dental hygiene program, you're graduating with either an associate's of science or a bachelor's of science. Mm -hmm. So this is a science-based, you know, job and, you, you actually have to be pretty good in these courses as well. So a lot of these dental hygiene programs, they are very, very competitive. And when I say competitive, I mean competitive. Like, yes. honey, listen, you have to basically get all A's. No A's and B's. Mm-hmm. I mean, I am not even going sugarcoat it for y'all. If you trying to get into the dental hygiene program, honey, listen to me. Get all A's and nothing less. Mm-hmm. Nothing less. You get your all A's and you apply for that hygiene program and you apply with confidence knowing that you're going to get in. With all A's, you're definitely going to get in. So, yep, 
after you do your prerequisites and you know depending on you know you might you might work full time you might be only you, you might be only able to take one prerequisite at a time some people might have an advantage some people might be you know living at home with their parents they can go to school full time and bang out their prerequisites some people it might take a little longer it doesn't matter though what's for you is for you and what god has for you is what he has for you yeah. everybody has different paths and ultimately we're all going to <laughs> you know, end up at the same path of dental hygienists. So knock the prerequisites out. That's first and foremost. Knock them out the park. Get the highest grade you can possibly get, then apply. And we're going to take it from there. Mm -hmm. And even like when you're in the program for the two years, like it's not a cakewalk either. I mean, Tika, exactly. She- like, so like, she- don't, don't just think like, I, I got all A's I'm in. Okay. Yeah. You're in, but you also have to stay in yes. like this ain't no people think it's a game. Like dental hygiene school is literally no joke. It is, it is absolutely no joke. It is not for the weak. Mm-hmm. If you are a weak person, if you get flustered easily, you know, if you have bad anxiety, I mean, I hate to break it to you, but dental hygiene school is not for you. You have to be strong. You have to be a strong individual to get through them classes, to get through the courses, to deal with the instructors, to find your own patients, people canceling on you. You have to be a strong person to be able to persevere and get through that. So if you're if you're timid, you know, this is not for the weak at all. Like you have to go into this wanting to be a dental hygienist by any means necessary. That means late night, early mornings, not eating, not sleeping, whatever you have to do to get that A on that exam, you better do that, boo. And yeah. you better not play either. Or you will be kicked out of that program, especially as a minority, as a black woman. Speaking to you from experience, honey, I was the only black woman in my dental hygiene class. And I was at the top of my class because I did not play because I had all this scrutiny on me because whatever I did was magnified being as though I was the only woman of color. So I I was on my P's and Q's the whole way through. Like, I ain't just skate. No, I worked hard. I worked my butt off. And that's what y'all have to do if y'all trying to get into this dental hygiene program. Yes, it definitely pays off that hard work for sure. So let's dive into some important qualities that you have to have if you want to be a dental hygienist. So number one, critical thinking. Dental hygienists, they must be able to assess and evaluate patients and develop oral hygiene care plans. And Tika, feel free to tap in if you, you know, something inspires you, you want to speak, just go ahead and jump right in. <laughs> of course, you know, you know me. Yes, you jump know, you know, in. I'm going to say whatever, so, you know, I'm just waiting on you. <laughs> Next, number two, communication skills. Very, very important. Dental hygienists must share information with dentists and patients about oral health status, oral hygiene care plans, and if necessary, lifestyle counseling. So you got to be able to speak. You got to be able to feel comfortable communicating, talking with patients, um, talking with exactly. your your coworkers. That's very, very important. Right. Like you can't, all right, you know, you can't be in the office talking all ghetto and yeah, I mean, you can't, like, you cannot do that. You have to, there's a time and a place. All right. We know, you know, we all, we got an outside life. But when, it's, when, it's, when you step into the dental setting, you have to have excellent verbal skills. 
Yes. Excellent written written and communication skills because listen, you're black for one. And so you already got a strike against you. They're already expecting for you to come out your mouth sideways. Mm-hmm. No, flip the script flip the script around and come correct. Be professional, you know. Don't go in there with your scrubs all wrinkled and everything. Go in there with poise. Go in there, go in there knowing that I deserve to be here. And I I'm a viable member of this dental community. That's what you have to tell yourself in your head. Because, you know, these these doctors and you know, these, you know, different people in the di- in the dental offices, they might try to make you feel otherwise, but no, honey, you worked hard and you're here and you're here to stay. So let's well, get with it. Well said. Number three, detail oriented. Dental hygienists must follow specific rules and protocols to help dentists diagnose and treat a patient. Depending on the state in which they work and or the treatment provided, dental hygienists may work without the direct supervision of a dentist. That's for example with me, I'm a public health dental hygiene practitioner. So the perks with that is that I don't have to necessarily work with a dentist on site. So it allows me to be able to work in public health settings. I can work in school settings and just be able to get back to the community. So that's another option. You can always scale and grow um, with being a dental hygienist. Uh, Exactly. Like this field ain't going nowhere. It's not. It's here to stay. Next one, dexterity. (laughs) Dental hygienists must be good at working with their hands. I repeat, dental hygienists must be good at working with their hands. They generally work in tight spaces on a small part of the body, which requires fine motor skills using precise tools and instruments. So that's definitely important. And you're going to, you know, it's going to require a lot of wrist motion, a lot of finger, um, like you have to kind of stabilize yourself. The classic fulcrum, all dental hygienists know that keyword fulcrum, which just means your fingers got to be stable on one of the teeth when you're able to scale and try to get a lot of this hard um, tartar off of people's teeth. So it puts a lot of work, a lot of strain on the wrist. So you just have to be mindful of that as well. Right. You know, you... You you shouldn't really go into this if you have really wrist problems or hand problems to begin with because you're just setting yourself up for failure mm-hmm. because we use our hands all day long. This is how, you know, this is how we provide care. So, mm-hmm. you know, and, and also you should really think twice about this career. If you're like, like I said, was saying earlier, if you're, you know, shaky or any way, you know, you, you're dealing with sharp instruments in people's mouths here. You know, you have to be steady and focused and, you know, your hand can't, your hand can't slip. No. Honey, your hand slip, that's your license. Exactly. Okay? Like, you got to be careful out here. So, mm-hmm. you know, just speaking from the jump, you know, that's something to think about. You know, you might want to be a dental hygienist all day and night. But, honey, if your hands ain't steady, this ain't for you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Next one, interpersonal skills. Dental hygienists work closely with dentists. They also must be considerate in working with patients especially with those who are sensitive to pain or who have fears about undergoing dental treatment. So that's a key thing as well. A lot of patients have had bad experiences. They're very fearful. Nobody wants to come to the dentist ever. It's always at the last resort. And by that time, they're in pain. So you definitely have to have a heart, have some empathy and compassion towards your patients and be there for them to try to help them get through their um, dental appointment. I agree wholeheartedly because, you know, a lot of people 
more than half the people are really scared of the dentist. But let's just say something happened when they was five years old. People don't forget that, exactly. and, you know, and it, it and it affects them and follows them, and it also affects their dental health because you know they're they're scared to seek out treatment, just like Ty said, until it's the last, until it's the very last resort. Now, now you got to get a, a either a root canal or or, or worse than that, you got to get the tooth removed. So. Mm -hmm. And lastly, problem skills. Dental hygienists develop and implement oral hygiene care plans to maintain or improve patients' oral health. So you got to be on your toes. You got to do a little, sometimes you got to dig through and do some investigating. If something, you know, may not be, you may not be familiar with, you definitely want to be that one that's able to kind of research and figure stuff out. Definitely problem solving is a definite huge, huge skill that's needed for dental hygiene major skill like you gotta be out you gotta be inspector gadget out here okay <laughs> but sometimes you gotta dig deep you know what i mean some people yes. might have extensive medical histories you might have you might even have to get on the phone call get on the phone and make a couple phone calls yes. to, to provide somebody with care so it gets deep it gets mm -hmm. really deep mm -hmm. now as far as like licensing uh certif certifications and registrations Every state requires dental hygienists to be licensed. Requirements that vary by state, but um, usually you have to pass what's called a written and clinical examination. Ooh, just even saying that brought me back. <laughs> that oh, gosh, clinical, girl. PTSD. Ooh, PTSD, the written and clinical examination. So I remember when I, just a quick little brief story about my situation. So I lived in South Carolina, but I wanted to get licensed in the North, like the Northeastern states. So I had to travel all the way to NYU to take what's called the NERB clinical um, examination. Yeah, yes. I had to bring my patient up there with me. Mind you, luckily him and his family were from New York. So that kind of worked out. But my best friend, she was really cool and let me bring her husband with me. And he was my patient. And we drove all the way up from South Carolina to New York City. <laughs> and Look at God. That exam. And it was the most stressful three hours of my life. But by the grace of God, I made it through. And here I am today. So it's always stressful. Every hygienist would tell you that the written and especially the clinical examinations are very, very stressful. We've all been there. You're all going to go through it, but you will end out okay on the other end. Exactly. Very well said, Ty. You know, them boards, they ain't no joke. So let, let, let's rewind, y'all. So not only do y'all have to take prerequisites that might take you a year, two years, you know, however many years it might take you. Plus, you got to do the two-year program. There is no breaks. You're going spring, summer, winter, fall. Okay, there is no breaks. So on top of that, so that's just, that, that's, that's a couple years we're talking about. So listen to this. You're still not done. After you graduate dental hygiene school, you have to take three board exams. Mm -hmm. You have to take a written, a clinical. Actually, it's two clinicals and one written. So I remember, because it's real fresh in my mind, y'all. We're in 2023. I graduated in 2021. So I remember this like it was yesterday. Mm -hmm. So I took my boards when it was during, during COVID. So we didn't have to take our clinical boards on a real patient. We were given the advantage of taking our boards on a mannequin 
Now, some could look at that as an advantage, but some people, you know, wouldn't look at that as an advantage because I actually almost didn't get my license because a lot of people, a lot of different dental hygienists petitioned that it wasn't fair that the class of 2020 and the class of 2021 gets to take their boards on a mannequin and we had to scrape and scrounge to find ours. I understand that, but y'all graduated in different times than everybody did. You can't hold that over to somebody's head that they graduated during a pandemic. Right, so, I know that. You know, mm-hmm. It was just crazy. So, you know, the mannequin, it, it wasn't that bad, though. And I am glad that, you know, I was able to take my board on the mannequin. For one, mm-hmm. it took the stress away from trying to find somebody. The criteria alone for a board patient is insane. So that is just, that was one thing that I thank God that I didn't have to do. The only downfall of of taking it on the mannequin, in my opinion, was that the head was so stiff. Like, I could barely turn it from, like, left to right. Like, I'm not going to lie to you. Like, it was one point in time during the exam where I had to stand up, bro. I had to stand up because I couldn't see. And I had to remove all that calculus. And and the, and the thing is, the calculus, it, it wasn't even noticeable. You had to feel for that. Mm-hmm. So as we explained earlier, earlier you have to be good with your hands because you're feeling for deposits and calculus underneath people's gum tissue that is a sensitive area so you can't be you can't go in there all rough you have to be light as a feather Mm -hmm. so you know keep that in mind too you just people just go into dental hygiene you all gonna make so much money yeah you are gonna make a lot of money but this profession comes with a lot of you know just like any profession it comes with this ups and downs and we're gonna get into that too Yes. Yeah, speaking of that pay, so the median annual wage for dental hygienists was $77,810 in May of 2021. The lowest 10% earned less than $60,100, and the highest 10% earned more than $100,200. So I, I say all that to say you come out of a two-year program, technically it's three years, but the program itself is two years making at least 60, let's say 40 to 60,000. I think that's pretty, pretty good. I mean, you can't beat that at all. A lot of people go to school, get their bachelor's degree for four years, and it's hard to even find a job. The beauty of being um, in the dental hygiene program is nine times out of 10, you're going to come out with a job somewhere. Everybody's looking for a hygienist, every office, part-time, full-time, for children, for adults, you name it, everybody's looking for a hygienist. So you're definitely well in demand when it comes to that. Exactly. And especially in these times, you know, a lot of the older hygienists, they phased out, you know, they're not trying to get COVID. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of them, you know, they just don't want anything to, to do with hygiene since it's changed so much. So that's an advantage for someone looking to get into this. There's plenty of growth. I mean, people are going to have teeth until the end of time. So that's one thing you don't have to worry about is job stability. Oh, you got that. Definitely dealing with dental hygiene. I would just say go for it. Like I said, you know, if this is something that you really want to do, go for it. Don't just do it for the money. Please don't just do it for the money because you, you won't regret that. I'm, and I'm and I'm and I'm gonna keep it real with you all. Now I'm gonna keep it a beam. Do not just go into it for the money. Do it because this is what you really, really, really want to do. Because it will burn. And you want to be so satisfied. Mm -hmm. It'll definitely burn you out. If if your heart's not into it, 
you definitely will get burned out really, really fast because just with all the strain that it puts on your wrist, your neck, your shoulders, your back, um, some patients are very easy, but some patients are very difficult. Some people think, oh, well, if I work with kids, it's easy, but you're dealing with behavioral challenges. A lot of kids are very fearful. So it may seem like it's easy, but you got to get these kids to try to cooperate. And that's not as easy as it sounds. So your heart. Right. Does. So on top of being a provider, you got to basically play mom, too. Yes. Mm hmm. So, you know, it, it's not it's not all, you know, all sugars and rainbows. But if this is something that you want to do, that's not going to stop you from getting into this profession. Mm -hmm. Definitely. And then the last part for the intro and stats is the job outlook. So the beauty of hygiene is it's going to grow 9% or it's predicted or projected to grow 9% from 2021 to 2031, which is faster than the average for all occupations. So the job is, like I said, is definitely in high demand. Um, it's expected to increase as the large baby boom population ages and as people keep more of their original teeth than in previous generations. When I tell you people out here are definitely keeping their teeth a lot longer, I have patients as old as 70, even 80. And sometimes you think, oh, well, they're probably just going to have dentures or they're going to have all these missing teeth. They will come in with a full set of 32 teeth sometimes. Honey, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they be in perfect condition too. Now, now, now one cavity, okay? Uh, they one. got all 32 teeth. You hear me? Now, one tooth full, not nothing. They got all their teeth on these. Yes. And I have to like congratulate them. Like, listen, you are one of the very few. So I always like give them <laughs> positive feedback when I see Right, them. look. Two up top, boo, because you got your teeth. You didn't let them take your teeth out, honey. You did your part. Okay? Yes. Y'all deserve a hand clap. For real. So, yeah, so that pretty much ends the intro and stats um, segment of the Spill the Beans conversation. So next, we're going to go into the inspiration and advice. All right, welcome back to Spill the Beans, a candid conversation on all things life and career. We're about to tap in into the second segment. It's called Inspiration and Advice. So Tika, what are what was your inspiration to pursue this career as a dental hygienist? You know what? You were actually one of my inspirations. When I first met you, I just connected with you and I, I just was like, you know what? This is a phenomenal woman right here. This is a woman that's in this position that I know, that I love. And I'm like, you know what? She out here doing it. And she out here representing for, you know, the Black community in, in itself. And I just looked up to you so much. And, and you're just so sweet. And you're just so humble. I'm like, you know what? I want to become a dental hygienist because... This 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 seemed like where it's at right here. Like you you know, I, I love helping you, and I will always love assisting you, and I will always be so curious as to see like what instrument is she going to pick up next, and why is she picking up that instrument? Where is she going with that? Like it it just really intrigued me, and just and, and your hands was just so light and gentle, and I just I just would love just being in your presence, watching you work, just being in your element. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go back to dental hygiene school because this is something that I want to pursue as well. And this is a positive black woman. She's a positive black figure out here, just out here making moves in it and, and doing the job to the very best capability that she can possibly do. I mean, it don't get no better than that, y'all. 
This girl, Ty Blair, this girl goes above and beyond for every patient, Mm -hmm. not not just some, no, for all of them. And that, you know, and I saw that. I'm like, you know what? I need I, I need to do dental hygiene because I need to be out here helping others as well. I appreciate that. Yeah, and I I could tell like she used to always help me. Like she would be the one helping me like suction and getting things and stuff for me. <laughs> and I'm she like, hold on, let me let me go grab side patient for her. Right? She was always <laughs> smiling, like excited. Like every time that like, we would take people it was like take the tartar off and it would hit like the inside of the suction. I can tell you would get all excited. Like, oh my God, girl, yes. I hear some clings and bangs up against that suction with some chunks <laughs> coming off. Girl, it's, it's the satisfaction. I had the satisfaction as a dental assistant. So yeah. you know what I mean? If, if you, if you got the satisfaction like that, then that's God leading and tugging on you that you need to go ahead and go to dental hygiene school. If that, if that excites you. If if seeing calculus removed and, and seeing that seeing that before and after, if that's something that you like, then you, you should look into dental hygiene. Definitely, definitely. So let's get into some meat and potatoes here. So what is what are three three pros to the job, to your job position? All right, y'all. I'ma keep it a hundred with y'all. We here to get into this. So three pros of becoming a dental hygienist. The first pro, which is you can't beat this job flexibility. Let's just say, let's just say I'm only only want to work one day a week. I only want to work two days a week. Well, boo boo, listen, if that's what you want to do, you can do it. You're not obligated. You're not tied down in dental hygiene. That's what I love about it. It's so flexible. Let's just say, you know, one week I want to work all five days. I can go hit up the temp agency and be like, yo, what's up? I'm available. Or, you know, you can also supplement your other days, if, let's just say you're off work. Let's say you work Monday through Thursday. Honey, you could tempt Friday, Saturday, okay, mm-hmm. and and be out here eating. So that's a pro. It's very flexible, especially, you know, let's just say, you know, you a, you a, you a young mom out here, you know, you got, you got small kids. It's a perfect career for you because you pick your hours, you pick your schedule, and you're your own boss, basically. So that's, to me, a big pro. A second pro is the high hourly wage. I mean, for two years of schooling, I mean, you know, the two-year degree, let's let's back that up because it's more <laughs> definitely more than two years of schooling. But for a two-year degree, coming out of school making 30 plus an hour, what job you want to get with that? Right. What job are you going to get that's starting at 30 plus an hour? Nowhere, listen, not with a two-year degree. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm gonna tell you that right now. Coming out of school these days, these graduates are making forty plus, and this is I'm talking about forty plus an hour, forty an hour. Imagine, imagine being an assistant, honey. I started from the bottom. I'm like Drake out here. I'm starting <laughs> from the bottom now. I'm here, okay? Like I was an assistant, y'all. I was an assistant. Then I went to after school. Then I went to hygiene school. So I can I can break it down for y'all on every aspect of, of dentistry ex- besides being a dentist. I was an assistant. I was an expanded function dental assistant. And now I'm currently a dental hygienist. So I just have, you know, the knowledge to be able to basically help y'all <laughs> and, and help y'all get y'all foot in the door in dentistry because we need y'all. We, we need more people that look like us out here. 
So, you know, first first pro is job flexibility. Second pro is y'all going to be out here eating. Y'all going to have a high hourly wage. The third pro is that, listen, you working in a dental office here. I mean, how stressful can it be? You're in a clean space. You're in a well-lit space. You know, most of the time, a lot of time, you're, you're working independently. So you ain't really got nobody over top of you. You're doing your own thing. You know, and if you kind of like an introvert or, you know, somebody that really, you know, just, just enjoys just like, you know, their own company, then this is definitely the job for you because you, you, you're going to be doing it. This is a solo job. You know, you can't depend on anybody else to clean the teeth. You have to do this. So that, that's also a pro, you know, it's a low stress environment. Go in there, treat your patients and, and clock out and, and then go home to your loving family. That's it. Well said, well said. Now, three cons. Give us some three cons. All right, y'all. Now, you know, it's always some cons to it. It's all. It's always going to be cons no matter what profession you're in. So three cons to dental hygiene. Well, the first con is, as a dental hygienist, you might not be employed somewhere at one office full time. You might have to, you know, bounce between two different offices to get that 40 hour, you know, work week that others might make it easily. And that's because, you know, the shortage of hygiene right now, some people prefer to work part time. So, you know, you also have to look at that. So if you if you want a full time, full time, trust me, it's out there. It's definitely out there. But majority of the time, you might have to supplement and, and bounce between offices to make that full 40 hours a week. So that's that could be a con for some. Actually, it could be a con for a, a lot. The second con I would say is that um, you can't work really late nights or holidays. Or you can work Saturdays, you know, that that's a weekend day. But let's just say, you, you know, you can't pull a double as a dental hygienist. So, you know, that, that's kind of a con. Let's just say, you know, oh, you were sick one day this week. You know, I'm a, I'm a going to them and work a double. No, it don't work like that. You're not a nurse, honey. You a dental hygienist, like so. You know that's a con. You know because there there's really no overtime. Mm-hmm. So that that can be a major con. And the third con is that you know, let's just say you're at work and the schedule falls apart. <laughs> Some a lot of these dentists out here, they're very cheap. They might <laughs> ask you to. You might as well go ahead and pack this stuff up and go home. Honey, the schedule that fell apart. I don't need you for the rest of the day. So now you're losing time. You didn't, you didn't, lo- you didn't lost gas because you had to drive to work. So, you know, you wouldn't expect it for your schedule to fall apart. Some things are out of our control in dentistry. And you also have to keep that in mind because you, you might not, you might not get a full eight hour day. Your schedule might fall apart in the morning. You might, you might go home by lunchtime. Mm-hmm. So don't you know anything can happen? You know you're working when you're working with people and with the public. You know stuff happens. People cancel. You know stuff gets moved around. So you might you know you might have to be prepared to clock out. So that's a that's a, that's a huge con. So I would say the three cons of becoming a dental hygienist is that you might not be full time. You might have to bounce from two different offices or just or just supplement where you are working with an extra day temperature somewhere. You can't work weekends or the ho- or holidays and you can't get no overtime. Mm-hmm. And the third time is that, you know, if the schedule falls apart, you're going home, point blank period. Not unless you're working for, you know, 
a genuinely nice boss that'll let you stay on the clock and do something productive that, you know, pertains to your job title. Let's just say, you know, your boss let you stay on the clock, but you best believe you're going to be in there stocking. You're going to be in there sharpening your instruments. You're not going to be just sitting on the clock. You better be in there. If you if you try to stay on the clock and not go home and make your same hourly wage for just doing, you know, mundane things around the office, then, honey, listen, you better make yourself look busy. <laughs> okay? You better make yourself look busy up in the air yes. or go home. So those are my three cons. Well said. Well said. Great advice. So last part of the segment for inspiration and advice Give us some advice for someone interested in what you do. Okay, y'all. So, you know, y'all been listening thus far. So y'all already know basically what it takes to get to this point, you know, to hold the job title of a dental hygienist. But, you know, if, if, if you're still on the fence, I would suggest you do your research. First of all, like I said, this is a job that you have to do. Nobody can do it for you. Do your research. You know, reach out to a dental office. There's plenty of dental offices will will love that, you know, that the extra help or, you know, just, just go in and ask can you shadow? Ask can you shadow a dental hygienist and go in there from from the from the beginning of the shift until the end of the shift and see, you know, all day long, basically in person, what a dental hygienist does and see, you know, go from there. Can can you see yourself in this role? Can you see yourself providing the care that you know that that was that was noted throughout the day? If if you don't like people, it's definitely not for you. Right. So this is uh, that advice right there. You you have to you have to love people. Not only do you have to love people, you have to love teeth. You have to love you have to love every aspect about teeth. You have to eat, sleep, and breathe teeth. That's in my opinion. That's yes. that's to me. You know that's how you're going to provide the best care because you care about these people. You care about their health, their well-being, and you know you're you're providing a service about cleaning their teeth. And you know people don't even realize that the, the mouth is actually the gateway to the body. And you know let's just say you got some inflammation in your gums, honey. If you don't get that taken care of, that can go to your bloodstream. And like it gets serious. Like people don't realize that. So like you know that's my advice. Like get do your research. Go shadow somebody. Not only that. I, I suggest becoming an assistant first because once you're an assistant, you're actually in the field. You get to see firsthand, you know, you might even be assisting a dental hygienist. So there you go. You right, you right there in the mix. You right in the mix. So you good. And that's once, you, once you're in the door. Yeah. Once you're in the door and you can see, you know, all, all right. So this is what she do all day. This this what he or she do all day. Okay. Okay, I'm interested in, in, in you know possibly pursuing this. You know, I would I would I would say wholeheartedly, hands down, become an assistant first. Even if even if it's only for six months, a year, you got that under your belt. You'll have you know you'll have an edge. You'll have an edge up on those that didn't come from any that didn't come from any dental background whatsoever. You don't know how to take X-rays. You know you don't know how to chart. You know what I mean? You, you'll know how to, you'll basically know how to conduct yourself in a dental office because you're a dental assistant. And that, that right there is going to give you the platform to elevate your career into dental hygiene. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. I mean, especially, I was just sitting here thinking while you were talking, like, 
a lot of times to get into hygiene school, there's a waiting list and there's the possibility that you may not get in. So to have that under your belt already to be a dental assistant, that's great advice because at least you can still be in the field, still, you know, get that experience, get that knowledge while you wait for hope, hopefully that you can get into the program and maybe the next go around. Exactly. And, you know, on top of that, you're still in the field and, and, you know, it's it's not a loss because you're still getting paid every week, every two weeks, you know, so it's, it's the, it's the win-win. And I, I, I will wholeheartedly suggest becoming a dental assistant first, but you know, it's not always necessary. Right. But speaking from my experience, I'm 37 years old. I've been in dentistry since I was 19. I was a dental assistant from 19 to about mm, 26, 27. Then I made the decision. I'm like, you know what? I didn't, I, I didn't max out here. I, 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 I didn't learn all I can learn as, a, as an assistant. Let me step my game up and become, and become an expanded function dental assistant. And, and, and that was a great step for me as well, because not only did it, it, it upped my hourly wage. It gave me more responsibility than I had as a, a regular assistant. You know, at this point now I'm an asset. I'm not just, I'm not easily just, you know, oh, she's just an assistant. I just, assistants come and go. Estas and having a good Esther, that's a dime a dozen. Oh so, you know, also having an Esther under your belt is also a good edge, you know, and, and a good and a good resource for you to go ahead and get, and get that hygiene degree. Because not only can you restore teeth, now you can clean them as well. Mm-hmm. Jack of all trades, as they call them. Okay, okay, and that's what you want to be. You want to you want to be an asset to these dental offices. You don't want to be a burden, honey. You want to you want them to be like this is this is this is my hygienist. This is my hygienist, and, it, and what she what she you know what she recommends, I'm rocking with. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you need somebody that, you know, that's going to back you up and, and have your back. Most definitely. All right. Well, that concludes the inspiration and advice segment. The final last segment is called Get to Know. And this one, this segment is near and dear to my heart because I always feel like people kind of disassociate the worker from the real human being. A lot of times people forget that even though people, you know, have the normal nine to five outside of that, they still have interests and hobbies and, you know, just all these like different things outside of that nine to five to define them. So right. An actual life. An actual life. Exactly. We're real human beings. (laughs) We're not just robots and workers. We do things outside of work. So just to tap into that, I'm going to ask Tika a few questions just to get to know. So first one, give me some, give me up to three topics you're interested in, passionate about. Okay. So my first thing, first and foremost, I'm passionate about these teeth, honey. (laughs) I love teeth. I'm passionate about dentistry. I'm I'm just passionate about advocating for, you know, those underrepresented in in the dental community. You know, I'm, I'm speaking to, I'm speaking to the assistant. I'm speaking to the S's, honey. I'm speaking to, you know, the people that's out here thinking about they wanting to do this, honey. I'm speaking to you too, honey. You you, you can hear all this, get all this knowledge up in here. Mm-hmm. Because listen, it's a good field to get into. It's a really good field to get into. If you can manage to get 
through everything you have to get through. Just get through it. And you're going to be so happy you did in the end. So I am very passionate about dentistry and the dental field and, and teeth in general. Another thing I'm passionate about, I have been expanding my vocabulary. I'm, I told myself by the end of the year, I'm going to be speaking fluent in Spanish in Jesus' name. I know that's right. I can do, yeah. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, honey. And that's that's my next goal. My next goal is to is to is to be able to be bilingual. That's going to make me a huge asset to my to my dental office because there's a lot of you know Hispanic um people and a lot of Hispanic population that can't communicate. And you know, I can I can be there. You know, I can be the barrier between you know. Between care and not care, I, I I can I can be the barrier between either you saving the tooth or you losing the tooth. You know what I mean. So I'm just looking at it as not only am I you know helping myself by learning another language, I'm now I'm helping a whole another demographic. So that is what you know. That's my goal, and that's that's what I that's what I'm passionate about is learning Spanish and not only learning it y'all, but becoming fluent in it. I mean, I'm trying I'm trying to be out here. I'm trying to be out here, you know, speaking it and, 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 speak, and speaking it good too, you know, not stuttering, none of that. I'm going to be out here, hey, la, 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 la. <laughs> I don't be saying anything I got to say. I'm going to be out here dancing and rigging, tone, all that. Like, <laughs> like I ain't playing. Like, yeah, like, yes, like, you you know, when you want something, you have to, you have to dive into it, so. That's one thing I'm passionate about is is is, is getting the Spanish down pat. And lastly, you know, I'm just I'm just passionate about just you know just just prospering in life, just not not being at a standstill, you know, just just out here, just just living life and 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 the way God intended for it to be. And there is no other way to live, you know. That's girl. I'm passionate about God, about teeth. And this community. And soon to be Span Espanol, okay? <laughs> yeah, okay. Miss Senorita over here. Don't get it. I twisted. love it. And it's crazy. Like, even for me, like, when I took Spanish in college, I never thought that I it would be something, like, the best decision I ever made. Because, like you said, there's such a huge community of Hispanic population that doesn't receive the proper care they need because of a language barrier. So when you're able to go in there with that asset of being able to be bilingual and to give them all of their treatment in their primary language, like you're like, you can't be replaced. You're pretty much exactly very, very important asset to that business. They don't have to hire translators. We don't have to be on the phone with the translation line or the language line trying to go back and forth, all those things. So it definitely, definitely helps. Exactly, because you know that's that's a headache. Sitting on the phone, having to call somebody, then they then you gotta give the person the phone, and it's just a mess, you know. I mean, but but you know, if it has, has to be done, it has to be done. But you know, to avoid that by 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 expanding your vocabulary and, and your languages, you're you know you're 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 able to 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 really to really uh, help your company grow. Definitely, definitely. All right, so up to three content creators you're always tuned into. I know everybody's in social media, so give us some people yes. to follow you, check out. 
All right, so I I follow this girl. Her name is Taja for Jesse, and I don't know if I'm saying it right, but I follow her on Instagram, and I also follow her on YouTube. So her Instagram name is uh, T-A-J-A-H-F-E-R-J-U-S-T-E. And basically who she is is um, she's a black dental hygienist, and she's also a digital creator. So I, I like that about her. You know, she's not all, you know, she has an, an edge to her. She's, you know, she loves teeth, but she like she likes to do other things as well. And she's really good at it. So I enjoy, you know, looking at her content. Um I also like um this this lady named Gossip Girl. And she's on YouTube and she's a YouTube blogger. And basically she still all the tea. She always got all the drama going. And, you know, it's it's nice to kind of like unwind and, you know, occasionally listen to some, some good tea. So, and she, I like her because she, she sheds light on like issues within the black community, like, you know, like, like, like unsolved murders and things like that, you know, as well as, you know, like, like current events, like, um, a story had really hit home with me, um, a couple months ago, uh, the story that had happened to the, the girl Shanquilla Robinson, um, you know, that, that, that really hurt my heart because that girl went to Mexico with a couple of people that she thought was her friends and, you know, they killed that girl and, you know, she, she shed some light on that story. So after that, you know, I'm, I'm like, all right, she's a credible source. I, I, I like this girl and I, I'm going to follow her and support her. So her name is Gossip Girl, y'all. She on YouTube as, um, Gossip Girl. So G-O-S-S-I-P. G I R L X O X O and she funny and she ratchet and y'all gonna love it. So give her give her a try. Yeah. And um the last person I like, um, she is a huge figure in the black dental community. Um her name is Martel Coke mm-hmm. and she has an organization called um Brown Girl RDH. Mm-hmm. So basically it's self-explanatory. <laughs> She's a black dental hygienist that um started like a nonprofit organization that's geared towards like dental hygiene students and you know um hygienists that are that are out in the field like you know she she gives them scholarships and grants and and she hosts um CE courses and like uh, like huge galas and so like she's she's a really important figure so I I I like the fact that I, I can. I can click on her page and see a, a black woman in dentistry doing it for us, out here repping for us. Like she is out here making a difference in this world. And her name is Marcel Cope. And um, y'all can follow her at um, Brown Girl RDH. She's on Facebook as well as Instagram under that name. Great. Thank you so much for sharing those. Definitely got to tap into some of them myself. So I appreciate Yes, honey. Check them out, boo. Check them out. I know about that brown girl RDH. I do love her. I love the representation that she shows that like, hey, we're out here. There's exactly. Think. So it kind of gives you that motivation and inspiration to see people like us out here doing amazing things in the dental field. Exactly. Within the field, right? Because, you know, you don't see that too often. Like I said in the beginning, in the intro, you might be the only Black person employed in your dental office. Mm-hmm. So, you know, keep that in mind. Yes. All right, so up to three stores you shop at the most. Now, husband, close your ears. Don't listen. Here we go, right? Look, we're Don't we hide the credit cards. Right? Yes. <laughs> so where are right. you shopping? Yo, so the first place, 
my go-to. I love me some Target. Now, I used to be a Walmart type of girl, but Walmart got a little too ratchet for me. Like, every time I go to Walmart, either, like, the shelves is empty or somebody in there arguing. Like, I don't have time for that. I'm just trying to get some soap. Like, <laughs> I, you know, I have time to be seeing somebody get knocked out. Like, bro, like, I did not come here for this. So, <laughs> Target has been my new go-to. And plus, they just built one right down the street from my house. And it's real nice. So, I just go there. If I need something, I love that place. They got, and you can go to Target get something to eat. You can go to Target get some, get yeah, anything you need. Like, and you're going to spend you come out of Target with a salad, right? Like, funny. And um, so I, another place I really like is Ulta. Like, I'm all into, you know, makeup. I'm not a huge makeup like junkie. Like, I don't put like any like type of foundation or anything like that on. But like, I love like eyeshadow lipstick eyeliners all that like so i'm always like in ulta like trying out their their newest you know mascaras or, or lotions or products because i'm all about that honey gotta keep it right gotta keep it tight okay so i love ulta another thing my uh my last store that i like i love victoria's secret i might not go there as often as i would like to but <laughs> Listen, your girl got a pink car and, and that joint got a hefty limit on it. So <laughs> ain't, ain't, nothing, ain't nothing but a swipe away, okay? Me and me and Pink, we gonna be all right. I love me some Victoria's Secrets. So the three I stores I like, y'all. I love the ambiance of Victoria's Secret. Like it, it's so me too. It's just so fun. So exactly. A- you walk in, everybody all smiley and bubbly, like, yeah, I need, I need help. Help me with some underwear. Where they at? Like, right. <laughs> but yeah, like, like sales. They do. They do. And that's, I, I'm all about a bargain. Trust me. I'm the bargain queen over here. I'm, I'm, a, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm about a good deal. Okay. So yeah, the three stores that I'm rocking with that I'm, I'm, I'm rocking with heavy right now is Target, Ulta, and, and Victoria's Secret. All right. So, up to three music artists you listen to currently. Oh, man. So, y'all know I like that rashiness. Y'all know I love that <laughs> rashiness. So, I love Cardi B. Love that Cardi B. Glorilla, hands down, that's my boo. I'm, 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 I'm rocking with her heavy right now. Um, I also like Moneybag Yo. City Girls, you know, Young Doll, Meek Mill, Future. You got a tie. All them. Honey, yeah. <laughs> listen, I'm professional all day, honey. I pulled off from the lot and blasted my gorilla, okay? <laughs> I'm in my car now. Listen, I done did my, I done did my service for the day. What's <laughs> up? Turn my music up. Blast this. Let's get ratchet. 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 <laughs> Listen, you gotta do what you gotta do, honey. Look, cause you 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 know you only get a job for a certain amount of hours a day, honey. Once you leave from there, you put your music on and you rock out on your ride home. Mm-hmm. And like for me, re- like real talk, like I'm such an '80s baby through and through, so I'm still holding on to the nostalgia of like the '80s and '90s and early thousands R&B hip hop. But yes. a couple of a couple of people, you know, they're real, real cool. Like it's funny because I remember when I heard um Money Bag Yo for the first time. I think it was that song called Time Time Today or something like that. Yes, yes. Time today. I was like, 
Oh, like that was like me and my husband's catchphrase for like a minute. Like we just kept right. saying because it was so catchy, so exactly. clever. So I really like, like that about him. That was a catchy song. Yeah, he he's actually he's one of my faves. Like I I bangs with money bag heavy, yeah. heavy, real heavy. All right, so up to three famous people that inspire you. So this was a little hard, y'all, because you know I got I got some I got some inspiration that that I look up to. I'm gonna say first and foremost Michelle Obama. Mm-hmm. Not only did she represent for us as a as as black women, she was out here. She held it down for them eight years that she stood next to her husband. Mm-hmm. I mean, with poise, grace. I mean, dignity. I mean, that's just everything that she was the epitome black woman and she's definitely one of the famous people that I that I can say inspired me uh, on another note I also love Maya Angelou Maya Angelou was that girl like people don't you know a lot of people I mean of course you heard of her before but Maya Angelou she was really that whole woman like she was so dope like she was a poet she was a singer like she she repped the civil rights like she like she was about that life like I I banged with Maya Angelou and I and I and I'm so glad that I was actually alive during her existence because I was able to witness what a phenomenal person this was. Mm-hmm. So we we first we got Michelle Obama now we got Maya Angelou another one of my favorites is um Phyllis Wheatley. So it's really, you know, she she was a, she was one of the first poets. She was one of the first African American poets. Like, and poetry is like the bomb. Like, if you don't like poetry, you crazy. Something wrong with you. Like, this 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 woman represented for us, and you know, and and, and she was great at what she did, and and, and she left a legacy out here. You know, for those that might want to pursue that that avenue. So. Two up top for Miss Phyllis Wheatley, honey. She's another one of my inspirational famous people that I had to shout out. Yes. Um, you know, I, I can't forget about my baby Rosa Parks. Mm-hmm. That's my baby right there. Everything that that woman stood for, what she did, I just love that about her. She ain't back down. She like, I, I ain't moving. And honey, that's the type of attitude you gotta have out here in dentistry. You have to be an unmovable object and an unstoppable force. For one, you're a black woman to so overcome, honey. Knock them walls right on down, honey. Be a bulldozer. Knock them walls, move down, honey, and overcome. Mm-hmm. And you know that's basically what Rosa Parks did for the black community. She helped us overcome, you know, in a, in a time where we didn't even matter, in a time where we didn't have a voice. In a time where, you know, I mean, actually, it, it's still it's sad to say, but, you know, things really haven't changed too much since this Rosa Park movement. But, you know, I had to definitely list her as one of my inspirational, famous people, hands down, without a doubt. Beautiful, beautiful. All right, last but not least, give us something people may not know about you. All right, Sean. So this whole time, this entire segment, we've been talking about, you know, the pathway to become a dental hygienist and the steps needed to take to get there. Listen to this, y'all. It took me 10 years 
to get into the dental hygiene program. And it again for the people in the back. It took me 10 years to get into the dental hygiene program. That's with the prerequisites. It took me about it took me about two and a half years to get all my prerequisites done. Because I, I, I had now one prerequisite done and it's it's a lot you have to do. It's at least twenty. So you have to space them out. Or you know, or, or if you don't have to, then you know, you, you go about however you want to do it. But it took me three years just to get just to get the prerequisites done. The remainder of the years I applied and within those years I applied three times. Not once, not twice, but three times. And I had three no's. Now, this is somebody that had straight A's and every prerequisite they've ever taken. And, and, and after applying three times, no, no, no. I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to name the school. But I said, okay, give me my transcript. I'm out of here. There's no reason why as to why I don't, I have all A's and I'm not in this dental hygiene program. This is this is unacceptable, and I and I started to boycott and contact Action Six News because I felt as though I was being treated unjustly because of the color of my skin. It wasn't based on my grade, and I and I still feel like that to this day. So I took my I took my transcript. I went to a, a better, um, more more known school in in the Pennsylvania area. I applied for the dental hygiene program. This is this is my fourth attempt. This is year number 10, guys. This over a 10-year span, I applied to the dental hygiene program three times. My fourth try, I got in. I fell to my face and I thanked God. I I did it. I I got in. After 10 years of no, after 10 years of, of of crying, y'all. Y'all don't understand. That hurt me. Not, you know, being being rejected all of those times, but I got back up, y'all. I got back up because this is something that I really, really, really wanted to do. So after the fourth attempt, I finally got into dental hygiene school. And a lot of people don't know that. A lot of people don't know that at all. Mm. And that just shows you, you know, the determination and, and the perseverance and all the obstacles that, you know, I really wanted this for myself. And I wasn't stopping until I got in. And once I got in, that's a whole nother story. So I got the acceptance letter, y'all. I got the acceptance letter. I was pregnant with my three-year-old son. My, my son's three years old now. I started the dental hygiene program. I was seven months pregnant starting the program. Now, mind you, took me 10 years and four attempts to get in. Once the instructors realized I'm pregnant, they were trying to deter me from finishing the program. They said, oh, you're not going to get a maternity leave. You're not going to get a break. You know what? We'll hold your seat till next year. I looked at my director square in her eye. I said, you know what, Miss Blank Blank? No, I will not have my spot held for me next year. I will finish out this program because I'm here for a reason. God put me in this program and I'm going to finish this program in Jesus name. Nice. I don't need no breaks. I'm fully aware that there are, there are no breaks and I'm fully aware of that, but don't underestimate me. 
I can do all things through Christ who gives me the strength. Mm. So, like I said, I was seven months pregnant. I'm rocking with it. I'm 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 in a program, y'all. I'm in it. I'm finally in it, and I'm here. All right. So it ain't no walk in the park, though. I mean, you you in school from seven o'clock in the morning to about six at night. You got you got yeah you got your lectures during the day, and then you got clinics. So you're bouncing back and forth between the both of them, and this is for two years. So just get used to it. There is no breaks. You gotta have a banging support system to get through this. Mm. That's one. That's that's one thing you gotta have. So I had my baby. We was two months into the program. Had my baby on a Friday, Monday morning. I'm back in clinic, sitting on ice, working on my patient because you're not gonna tell me that I'm not I'm not supposed to be here. Honey, I'm supposed to be here and I'm going to finish and I'm going to ride this thing out. Yeah, so basically, you know, I, I finished out the semester. I, I was seven months pregnant. I, I walked across that stage. I had my head held high and bump showing. Okay, bump was out. But at that point, it didn't matter because I did it. I was, I'm at the finish line and honey, there ain't no looking back. You pat yourself on the back and you just be happy that, that you got through it because it's, you you went for a ride. It's 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 definitely not going to be easy. Anything worth having ain't going to be easy. Yeah, we're just going to it knowing that as well. Well, Tika, you are a testimony, a testament to endurance, to dedication, and I'm just so proud thank of you. Thank you so much. I really am, and thank you so so much for doing this with me. Like I couldn't have picked a better first person to, to roll this out with. So I appreciate you so. Thank you. I'm I'm just honored. I'm I'm honored to be a part of this this awesome creation that 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 you have, this vision that you have. I'm I'm just I'm 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 very humbled and I'm 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 just so happy to be a part of it. And, and anything I could do to support you, you know, as a friend or as a colleague or anything, you know, I got your back. I appreciate you, Boo. I do. Yes, boo. I appreciate you too, boo. You know that's <laughs> my that's my boo right there. Yes, of course. And and listeners, thank you so so much for tapping in. Like God willing, every month I'll have a new episode with a new guest on. But until then, you guys can follow me on all social media platforms. I'm on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, all of them under the username Give a Bean Water. Again, give a bean water. And you can also check out our website as well. It's uh, giveabeanwater.org. And until next time, thank you guys so until much. Until next time. It's been real. Thank you, Ty. Thank, thank you all, all for listening. Go get y'all dental hygiene degree. Ain't nothing stopping y'all. Peace yes. out. Love y'all. Love you guys.